Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello, folks. In this podcast, we have with us Ben, who's an awesome coach who gives himself out completely into every little thing he does, including coaching. Let's welcome Ben. Hello, hello. Thunderous applause. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Ben, for coming over to the show. The topic today is how does hard work not work? So can you tell us when does hard work not work? Hard work does not work <laughs> when it's not working. We were talking about this, about what topic to really bring to your amazing listeners. And one of the things that I come across all the time is, and, and I am fall victim to it too all the time, of doing so much work, busy, 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 do, 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 keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And yet I start to wonder like, wait, am I really being effective? And there's many times when I'm doing a lot of work that's not working. I know your listeners, your podcast fans, I know that are going through that too at some point, maybe not now, but you either have or you will. It's something we all do, especially with technology. Exactly. When we're doing something, we just feel as if things are moving, as if we're yeah. getting something done, as if we're achieving. Well, and that is an, a big and important thing. It, it's interesting because we actually kind of run our lives often in sort of backwards and awkward rearrangement because when we're stalled and stopped and we can't move at all, then that's the time to get moving. If you're not getting anywhere, if you're stuck, if you're scared, if you're frustrated, if you're stalled, whatever it is, then a powerful thing to do is just get moving because that momentum gets you going and you, you often will lead into the right direction. Things will start to get accomplished, all that stuff. The problem is that's not a good resting place, metaphorically speaking. It's not a good standard like to just be moving. Because ideally, what we want is to be really moving towards specific, attainable, measurable, exciting, motivating results. Right. So when does it actually not work? Like sometimes when we're stuck, we try to take some action to get things moving. And then, you know, we're just taking too much yeah. action, too much action, you know, pushing ourselves. And somehow... There is definitely a breakthrough at a certain point of time, and yet there's a lot of struggle yeah. for a good duration of time. And I guess that's what you mean by this is when hard work doesn't work. Definitely. And a lot of it, you may have had other guests mention that basically we need to have a clear destination. We need to have a clear endpoint, a clear purpose. What are we working toward? For me, just getting on my computer and doing niggling paperwork. Well, yeah, that's kind of stuff that needs to get done, but it's not furthering me forward. It's not advancing. It's not reaching out and connecting and engaging and building relationships and clients and business. So there's something about being sort of passive busy mm -hmm. or indirectly busy and being directly and focused, you know, working and moving towards it and taking the actions that are sufficient to the results that I actually want. How many times have we said, well, I want this in my business. I want this as a final, as a result or a stage, a marker of success. 
And then we find ourselves doing wonderful, exciting, fun, busy action things that aren't moving us in that direction. It's like, I want to go to Disneyland, but I'm going to get in the car and start driving off into the Atlantic Ocean somewhere or go north to the North Pole. It may be an exciting adventure, but it's not going where I want to go. And so that's part of it is that we need to have a clear focus of our destination. Right. I can totally see how people get into different meetings and different things, hoping and f believing that they're kind of moving towards a certain goal, but actually they just find themselves taking a lot right. of action at work, but things are really not moving. What symptoms do you see when hard work isn't working? Well, funny you should say that because it seems like an easy thing. Oh, just do that. Just get a clear destination and then go for it. The problem is that we're dealing with lots of things. We're so easily consumed and overwhelmed and we hit into various stress levels. And that's when we start to be less effective. And if we look at just different levels of states of being or ways that we're showing up, you may even be familiar with something like Maslow's hierarchy, mm -hmm. which is basically, it's just uh, looking at the different levels of our needs that must be met. And this is where we can also then see and recognize certain signs that are showing up that reveal, oh, we're not working effectively. So if we're in a survival mode, clients are disappearing, business is falling apart, there's chaos with my employees and staff, I'm getting uh, bad reputation comments, everything's falling apart, bills are pouring in, expenses are you know, due, all of these things, that sends me instantly into survival. I have to protect and save myself. And when we do that, everything else is irrelevant. It's not even secondary. It's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. All that wonderful relationships and trust and building and, and contributing and all the wonderful goals that we're creating for the future and the possibility and the success, irrelevant. I have to stay alive, either metaphorically or sometimes for real. Those needs have to be met. And the problem when we fall into that mode, and we've all been there, then our ability to think creatively, our access to our intelligence, our means of being able to be creative and empowered and outgoing and engaging and all of that stuff is completely shut off. The version that we all know of this is fight, flight, or freeze, right? Right, right. So when I'm in panic mode, I am freaking out, I got bills coming in, money is not coming in, and I go into panic mode, the one thing that I need to do is to remain calm, keep focused, move myself in an empowered direction, and keep going step by step, create community, create support, all those wonderful things that we know mm -hmm. to do, and in those moments, I am entirely, completely incapable of doing that. All I have to do is survive. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. For folks listening in who've heard podcast episode number two, where you've heard that there's two ways to take responsibility for your world. And one is to be able to respond to what's happening in your world, like people quitting your company or bills to pay or going bankrupt 
whatever is the reason, or the second is to react from a place of fear. And what Ben is just talking about is, are you reacting from a place of fear or are you watching what's coming into your world and are you trying to respond from a place of what's essential to you, what are your essential values and principles? Totally. And whoever delivered that was absolutely right spot on the mark. That was fantastic. So, <laughs> That was one of our coaches, uh, Sam House. Uh... Oh, Sam House is fantastic. Of course it was him. So listeners, go back. When you're done listening to this, go back and listen to that. You will be in for a treat. I know Sam. He's amazing. You'll be like, oh, wow, that was brilliant too. So, <laughs> well, what I love what you're pointing to is coming from that fear and that love and those two different directions. And we can look at it even more simply as, am I moving forward? Am I open? Am I empowered? Am I engaged? Is there an active creating energy that's here? And that's our values. That's love. That's, that's, you know, that's all the richness in our lives. And then there's the retreating back, shutting down, confining, protective, scared, fear-based, all of that limiting stuff that pulls us in the other direction. It's entirely what we're talking about. And so when we're moving up and down this Maslow's hierarchy, that's what we're doing. We're either getting more and more consumed by fear to the point of pure survival, or we're going up the scale, moving more and more towards our values, our heart, our love, our connection, everything that's big. And when we do that, we go higher and we get also a wider, richer access to ourselves. Thanks so much for that insight, Ben. So folks listening out there, you know, hard work is not working when you're coming from a place of fear. That's one thing yeah. that I need to check in with yourself with. Ben, can you give a concrete example of this problem? Oh, I could give several. I'll give a, a really an example of a, a company that I'd worked with years ago. And they were in crisis mode after interviewing and meeting with all the employees and the boss and the manager. There was crisis mode everywhere. They were all in some type of either survival mode, like the employees, oh crap, I just got to keep my job. I just have to do the, the work that I got to do. I just got to do the bare minimum to get through the day and hold on so that I don't lose my job. And then you've got like the boss and the manager that are in that second level of combat, battle, you know, it's that struggle against something and protecting against, and it's all about dominating and controlling and really protecting yourself from attack and from the other. And so the boss is, we got to fix these people. We got to get them to do this more work. And these people are problems. And you can just, there's battle everywhere. And the problem is that they were completely shut off to the next level, the third level, which was all about community and connection and relationship. And this is where trust lies. Trust actually starts to begin here. You can't trust when you're in battle mode, level two, freaking out, trying to protect yourself from somebody attacking you and destroying you. And yet, that's where the secret lies, community. 
if this company could just figure out how to start having community and connecting and trusting each other as individuals or each other as a team, we can start to build something more powerful that's beyond I have to protect. I mean, how ridiculous is that? We have to fight within ourselves and yet it happens. So that's part of it is when we look at the different levels, we're able to identify where are we. Here's the tragic irony. <laughs> when we're down in the survival mode, our awareness and our creativity and our intelligence and our common sense is shut off. <laughs> we can't see this. And in fact, even when somebody says, hey, Bob, I want you to know you're like in complete survival mode and you're acting like a total moron and you're being this and you're being that, it still doesn't register. Even when people do straight talk, it doesn't land because the listening is shut off and everything is directed to survival or battle mode. And as we get higher in those levels, we start creating community. We start moving up higher to being able to really acknowledge our success, to feel more confident, to feel stronger. This is where we start to really not just connect as team and trust each other. We actually get to build and grow team. We get to support each other. Instead of an I win, you lose mode, it's a, hey, how do we win? How do we continue to grow? How do we get stronger and builder? And then as we get higher, now we're in this mode of pure innovation and creativity and open possibility. Wow, what if we did this? What if we did that? What if we had a computer in everybody's house? What a crazy banana bonkers idea. All these crazy, what if we took and put a man on the moon? Or in nowadays, what if we had a regular private commuter rocket go to the moon i've seen so many organizations where i can think of examples of people who would say that we can all work together except for that guy except for that guy right if only he would decide that we should work together i totally agree with everything that's being said in this podcast it's he who doesn't yeah. do that or it's he who doesn't do that and we've seen that in so many organizations, there's so much blame game happening around the table. So if we look at the different levels, there's so many different ways, especially in, in the world of coaching and in business development and all these areas that are, we're here to help individuals and businesses. There's so many different approaches. But if we're looking at this levels, these Maslow's hierarchy and these levels, notice that even when we're in that, you know what? We're doing great things, except Bob keeps getting in the way and being the problem. There's still battle. There's still combat. We would be in level three and creating community and even higher if it weren't for that lousy person who keeps being a problem. And the thing is that that person, there's a couple of ways that even if you just got rid of the person, that space will get filled. How many times have you ended up firing a problem person to hire, you know, to, and, and then everything's all great and somebody else starts being a problem? It's because that's the voice of the system. It, it has to be there. 
It's that voice that's keep trying to keep balance. It may not be doing it effectively or appropriately, but there's a part that's just naturally there of trying to keep the balance. So if we're in a lower level, that's a problem and must be eliminated. If it's a higher level of energy and being, mm -hmm. then, okay, here's an obstacle. Here's a challenge. Let's listen to what Bob has to say. We don't have to agree with him. We don't have to buy in and make him this magical voice of Bob's right. But we, ha and by the way, if, if Bob, if you're listening, I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> I just Bob's an easy name to throw out there. <laughs> sure, I'm okay. sure there are amazing Bobs out there too. But if, then we can look at what Bob is giving us in his opposition as a gift as an opportunity for us to look at something that we were missing or to go beyond our normal scope, we actually can see Bob's obstacles as an opportunity. But we can't do that when we're in survival and battle mode. We can only do that when we are in that higher level of creativity and possibility and innovation. So how would you advise people to move out of the survival zone and into the zone of love in organizations and, yeah. and, and especially in boardrooms. How can you bring, bring love into the boardrooms? Mm. I know. Well, aside from flowers and peace symbols and like, you know, <laughs> playing a lot of Ravi Shankar, you know, all right, everybody, let's all, um, I, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but if we can create team agreements, how do we work together? How do we handle conflict? How do we handle disagreement? How do we handle these things, not as combatants, but as a team? If we can insist in this, at least in this third level of connection and community where trust lies. Once trust is broken, then we slam down to defense and battle. And then that's it. How many times have you had trust shaken, cut, broken, and even like completely obliterated? And that's it. I must protect myself against this person. Got it. And now we can't go anywhere. We can't go anywhere. Got it. So building trust, talking about how do we work with each other, creating agreements, yeah. creating connection, creating a higher purpose between the team is very important. And Ben, uh, I've seen a Bob where Bob once said to me, the team needs this kind of an agreement and trust and connection, and can you do that? But, and I'm not part of the problem. How do you talk to Bob <laughs> like that? It's funny, this company, one company I worked with, by the way, massive failure. I'll be right up to admit it. It did not work. The work of me coming in did not work because they, on the whole, really, the, those in the heads, weren't open and ready to move. And so no matter how much work we did and how much the other employees were excited about moving up to community and connection and trust and innovation, then the heads, the CEOs and the managers, they kept insisting on battle mode. So it goes to the top. It really is about the top. And it, it has to do with getting that clear awareness. And not just the awareness of, wow, this is hard. This is a battle. This is tough. 
it's the really like hardcore truth telling. This is where we are. And this is not where we want to be. And as I interviewed everybody, this was hysterical. Everybody pointed fingers to somebody else. <laughs> They're the part of the problem. If only they would change, then we'd be fine. I'm doing my job, but they are part of the problem. And so as I tallied up all the results, I interviewed like 16 people. Everybody, according to the mass, was part of the problem. So I let them know that you are all part of the problem. No one is exempt. And that, I'm going to guess, is probably a pretty much a common truth across the board. Even those who are doing the wonderful job and putting in all the extra time, they're, they're the heroes. They're the, the saviors of this organization. And thank goodness I'm here because that person isn't pulling their weight. Or I'm making up for the problems that person is creating. We're still in that trap. So it needs to be that clear awareness that you're, yes, you are part of the problem. Everybody in an organization and a team and a business is a collective, and you are part of the problem. Whatever the problem is that you're complaining about and frustrated with about your business, whether you're an employee or the, the business the owner, you are part of the problem. Own and it. you are and also a part of the solution. You are also, I was getting there, yeah. you are also part <laughs> of the solution. Exactly. You get to create the change. You get to be the inspiration. You get to start making differences. Now, you cannot change anybody else, no matter how hard we try. So the change comes from you. And the more you change, the more you shift and alter and bring new parts of you in and show up differently, people react and respond differently. That's how you get to change the team and grow the team is by shifting and being something else. So if everybody else can't move out of those survival and battle modes, you move yourself up to community. Whatever that is, reaching out, creating connections. How can I help you? What's going on over there? Take the risk. And I'm not saying go nuts and really like put yourself open and vulnerable, but begin to build and connect. And the more you do that, the more you begin to inspire that in others. That's how a team grows. Thanks, Ben, for the wonderful tip on how to connect back and create a community and get out of the survival mode and get more resourceful into your own energy. Is there any other tip that you'd like to share? Well, the other thing, going back to that, uh, looking at everything is from values and everything is in fears. This is also how you can help cultivate some awareness is to take a look at the actions that you're taking. So all the work that you're doing, all the actions that you're taking, Take a look, write them down, you know, do like a bullet list, 20 different actions that you're doing in the day. I'm, uh, I'm doing this, I'm making these phone calls, I'm writing these things, I'm doing these blog posts, whatever it is. Some of it is going to be tedious work, of course. Some of it's going to be stuff that just has to get done. 
but to the best of your ability, see if you can identify, first off, is there a positive energy? Do you enjoy doing this? Is this exciting? Is this fun? Is it pleasing? To some degree, is it a negative energy? I hate doing this. Oh, it's boring. It's frustrating. And then go deeper. Look at positive. What values are here? What qualities and characteristics and things are, are good that are pleasing? I like creating things. I like writing and expressing my ideas. I like reaching out to customers and, and other people and creating connection. Look at those values, because when you follow your values, that is how you continue to prosper and grow. And take a look at the fears, those things that are negative, the things that are displeasing and unpleasant and frustrating and just, I hate doing, and what fears are being evoked. And I know some of you out there be like, I have no fears, why I'm macho. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and you're human. And humans are built to have fears. That's how we protect and survive ourselves. So that's how we survive and protect ourselves, one of the two. So you do have fears whether or not you're willing to admit it. So admit it to yourself. I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of losing my job. I'm afraid of not being able to get my kids these things with presents or to take care of this. You know, it can be even simple stuff. It doesn't have to be life-threatening. But if we can get clear of our fears, then we can look to what are the values that are being compromised and sacrificed. And that may give us a choice point. Instead of following our fears, what if, this one time, you win a different direction and see what happens. But you can't do any of this unless you have awareness. And with awareness comes the power of choice. If you don't have awareness, there's no choice. Everything just keeps going the way it is. That's how it is. Once you have awareness now, do I choose to go this way or do I choose to go that way? And that is where we hold in our hands the power to change. Excellent. Thank Mic you drop. very much. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much, Ben, for that wonderful tip. One last message that you'd like to share with the audience before we say goodbye. You know, the one thing that was mentioned at the very beginning, we're here to show up fully. I don't know what happens after this life that we're given. So it could be that we come back. It could be that we go to a happy place with a bunch of people in robes and harps. I don't know. But what I do know is that while we are here, it's our, it's our gift and our job and our opportunity to really live our lives to the fullest, not out of fear, not out of protecting ourselves, but beyond that, thriving, creating all of the connection, all of that amazing stuff. Look at where we are compared to years ago. Evolution of our society just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that's what we are here to do and be as individuals as well. So whatever you do today, choose some values. And if you don't know what values are, you can go check them out online, contact, uh, hire a coach, uh, contact me, uh, I guess, happy, happy to, I'm happy to walk anybody through a complimentary, let's figure out your values call. And choose, today I'm going to 
to go for my values. If you can have that intention and hold it, you may discover something amazing is waiting for you. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ben, for that insightful call. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And see you soon. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential, check out www.meetmypotential.com. That's www.meetmypotential.com. Join us again. And until then, stay cool.